And they still take pride in those accomplishments, even if they fall flat on their face and they've picked themselves up and they've moved forward. And I think them and me are better people because of it. Our topic today is teacher insights and reflections, taking lessons learned from pandemic teaching into a new school year. Tech Talk for Teachers is brought to you by AVID.org. AVID believes in the power of a growth mindset. To learn more about AVID, visit AVID.org. Hey, Chris, Tech Talk for Teachers. You want to practice? Tech, tech Talk for Teachers. The podcast where teachers discuss how technology can positively transform teaching and learning. I'm Rena Clark. I'm Paul Beckerman. And I'm Pam Beckerman. We are digital learning specialists. And we're here to share actionable teaching strategies for remote, face-to-face, and blended learning. Education, Education is our passport to, to the future. future. Our quote today is from Louisa May Elcott. She says, I am not afraid of storms, for I am learning to sail my ship. So when I think back to the 2020-21 school year, it was one heck of a storm. And it also was one heck of a year of learning. Um, And with all of that learning, inevitably there comes growth. So if we throw out the deficient thinking and really zoom in on strength-based lens, which I've been working hard to do this year, there were so many amazing things learned this year that I really believe are going to help educators and students in the future as long as they take that learning forward. And as an educator, I know I never stop learning. And I think there are many other educators that feel the same way. And they're always striving to do better for themselves, for their students. So I don't think my ship will ever stop sailing. um, And I will continue to learn how to sail it better and better. (laughs) Oh, I like that. To me, yeah, to me, it's a lot about mindset, right? It's really that growth mindset and that positive energy in the face of what feels like a storm and the opportunities we gain as a result of those experiences. It reminds me actually of another quote that uh, a colleague gave to me as a gift when I had a family member facing cancer after another family member had just gotten through it. And you feel like it's kind of the storm after the storm and you feel like you're always holding your breath. And I still have this plaque on my desk. Life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning how to dance in the rain. And so not missing moments by holding our breath, but using it as opportunities to learn and grow and still find joy. Absolutely. That's such a fantastic quote. And we have, we've got a really special episode today because we gathered insights from teachers who have been dancing in the rain all year. Uh, We put out a flip grid on social media and just asked teachers to share their stories from the year. And we'd like to feature a few of those stories in our episode today. So we'll, we'll, we'll just go through the questions that were asked. Um, we just asked some general questions and, and gave the teachers a lot of flexibility as to where they wanted to go with it. But the first question was, what has been a challenge you faced this past school year and how have you overcome that challenge? So our first response that we're going to listen to is from Kim Boyer. She's a middle school math teacher in Vandenberg Middle School in Minnesota. Let's take a listen to what Kim says. I guess my biggest challenge for this year is thinking about my why. Why am I here? Why am I here as a teacher? And I think about one thing that I have posted on my computer is I want to 
spread joy. I'm going to have joyous learners. I want engaged learners and I want them to be successful. So how in the world are we going to do that given all of this learning model changes and distance learning changes and everything else? So the biggest challenge for me is how do I keep that joy? How do I keep my kids engaged and how do they become successful? Pam, what what do you think about Kim's words? Actually reminds me of our assistant superintendent who popped by our uh, PD that we were doing this afternoon. He stopped in and he said he was actually at the copier machine and he heard a lot of laughter and he had to just see what the laughter was about. And uh, he just shared how much he appreciated the joy in which we're doing the work because he knew the work was heavy lifting. We're building a new online K through eight school. And he shared that it's because of the joy that he sees and the work that people do that he's actually having his son now join our district because they're new a new family and but it was that joy that drew him to the room and it's the joy that he wants his student or his child to experience as a learner in our district and it's funny you're talking about his child because I I kind of had a similar line of thought because I was thinking of my own learning journey and then of my own children's learning journey um, and it's so much harder to learn something when it does not bring you joy. So if I'm really interested in something um, or if I find joy in it, I know I was always willing it to put in the extra time or work because it brought me joy. And I see the same thing with my children. Even if it's like a difficult content and they really have to stretch to learn, it's okay because they're finding joy in the work. And it makes a huge difference. And I think that's true for pretty much all students. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's a great line in a Jason Isbell song, find what makes you happy and do it till you're gone. <laughs> it, you you want to be happy in life. I mean, this is, it's the whole point and you're right. You, you learn much better that way. I've got another quote here um, responding to the same question. This is from Chartressa Nixon. She's the avid site coordinator and avid Excel and elective teacher at the United for Success Academy. Uh, here's what she says. Another challenge was not being able to actually have contact with students and families as far as recruitment. So that was definitely a challenge this year where we had to be creative and just rethink how we reached out to students and families this year. Thankfully, I do have a very supportive AVID team at my site, and they did help come up with various (laughs) virtual Uh, points of outreach for families and students where they could still have that individual determination, that buy-in, that they wanted to be part of the Abbott family at our site. And so just being creative of how we can make the parent letter and send it home to families and even engaging and inviting students virtually and even thinking about moving forward for Summer Institute, how we were inviting and planning to do Summer Bridge, even for our Avid Excel students, even moving towards either hybrid or fully on campus next year. Just wanting to give them the same opportunities to buy in and also creating things like surveys that we could send home with students and actually allow different classes to give the surveys for students to buy in. And yeah, it was just like rethinking how we did things this year. And again, grateful for my team helping to brainstorm those ideas, helping to brainstorm and revise (laughs) and edit multiple parent letters before we sent them home, making sure that we had even Spanish translations for families and parents that needed that. So very grateful for my team that we were very creative in how we did our reach out and for recruitment and retention for Avid Excel and Avid Elective, because thankfully next year we will still have both 
of those avid elective and avid excel and not just one or the other Hmm. Actually, I really um, was drawn in by what she said about that need to be creative this year and rethink how we reach out to our students. And it actually reminded me of a conversation we had with your brother, Rena, earlier in the year in an earlier podcast where he shared that, yes, that was a challenge. But as a result of facing that challenge, the experience of connecting with families in their homes and being able to have greater connection um, and understanding is a practice he actually hopes to continue past the pandemic. So actually, it's a nice uh, connection back to our quote that that storm resulted in a real sale going forward. Yeah, and I, I was kind of thinking the same thing because I was really excited to see how these growths in family engagement practices will continue to be used in future years. Um, there are just so many great possibilities that she mentions. So the next question we asked teachers was, what have you learned during this school year that you'll continue into the future? Our first response comes from Liz Buffington, and she says, I have learned this year that there is great power in the art of listening and affirming. It doesn't matter if we are in person or joining via computer. When we truly hear each other, we grow together. And that just really makes me think about the power of voice, whether it's from teachers, students, families, community members, um, and that there is always power in voice as long as there's someone willing to listen. So true. And while it certainly can be challenging at times, of course, to communicate via video conference, it's been interesting to watch that when facilitated well, students actually have an opportunity of equity and voice in that space since only one person can talk at a time. I know it's really helped me focus on developing my listening skills this past year because you have to kind of be quiet and you need to be quiet in order to listen. And it's through the listening that we learn from one another. Yeah, and I'm struck by the words, the art of listening and infer- affirming. Listening in general really is an underappreciated skill. I think people just take it for granted, but a lot of people just aren't very practiced at it, like you mentioned. I think sometimes we feel that if we're not talking, we're not contributing, but really it's in listening that that we have power. And it tells the speaker that you are seen and you are heard, and that is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Sign of respect. It is. And actually, you can go deeper. I know in Washington State, we have some mentoring standards. And we also have read a lot with, uh, I believe it's Laura Lipton. And in her book, she talks about the different listening stances you can actually be in. And there's more than one type of listening. And it's really powerful because are you listening for details? Are you listening to understand? Are you listening so that you can say the next thing and be like, they call it topper, like better than that person. So there's different types of listening. So being really aware of how you're listening and why can really make a difference as well. Yeah, there's the art, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to hear from Chartresa again, and she shared with us. Such a crazy year. First of all, with many masters in online learning all year long. I only had my kiddos for nine weeks at a time and it alternated. And one thing that I definitely learned was to go slow, to go fast. That was one thing I heard during my summer institute training for Avid Excel and definitely leveraging all of the connector pieces that I learned in the activities in order to get the greatest student buy-in that I could in nine weeks again with mini-mesters. So that was definitely something that I 
leverage this year in distance learning and will continue to leverage moving forward. Go slow to go fast and just connecting us as a community in order to help us when we get to those difficult points of learning. We know that we're here to support each other and we're on the same team. So that is definitely a lesson learned from 2019 on to now 2021 that I'm taking with me into next year for sure. Going slow is an investment that definitely pays dividends. That's something that's always been hard for me as a teacher because I want to dive right in. But every time that I've taken the um, time to really invest in slowing down and developing relationships, we can go so much further in the end. So definitely wise advice. Yeah, I was thinking about a lesson I learned as a first year teacher. Um, and I was told, you know, it's okay to spend like 30 minutes just teaching your students how to pass in a paper. And I was like, that seems like a really ridiculous amount of time. But if you think, if you teach them how to do it efficiently, they can do it in like one or two minutes. If you never take the time to teach them how to do it efficiently, it's going to take five, seven minutes. You're not going to have a system. And over the course of 180 school days, that's 900 minutes of learning loss. So when you think about 30 versus 900, it's an easy choice. And I think that really connects back to that. It's okay to go slow and be intentional in the beginning because that really will pay off later on. Yeah, another thing that pays dividends is, is building community. And that word community really stood out to me in the clip. I love how she points out that it's that community, that bond that will help them power through difficult points of, of learning, kind of helps them have that grit and that determination they need to have a growth mindset and be successful from it. I think that's part of that investment as well. Mm, business teacher here. I love the word investment. Pays off. Cha-ching. <laughs> Cha-ching. Earlier, we heard Kim share how much she values students' experience, um, success, and being joyous learners. In this next clip, she offers some great strategies for engaging students and keeping learning fun so that they can achieve success. It dawned on me that engagement was the number one priority. Keep those kids engaged using a variety of blended learning strategies like choice boards or playlists or uh, stations when they were in the room with me or even using uh, jam boards and breakout rooms when they were distance learning with me. But most importantly, keeping that learning and that engagement first and keeping that learning engaging and fun. When you keep them engaged and keep them as your number one priority, a couple of things that I've learned out that is they're still flexible. They still rise to those challenges. They still love to collaborate and work together with each other. Oh my goodness, after distance learning, they loved coming back and being able to work together on things. And they still take pride in those accomplishments, even if they fall flat on their face, even though um, there have been things that have been really difficult for them to do and accomplish this year, but they've picked themselves up. They've learned from those mistakes and they've picked themselves up and they've moved forward. And I think them and me are better people because of it. Well, making somebody a better person is what it's all about. And it's probably one of the reasons that Kim Boyer was just named the secondary teacher of the year in her district. So congratulations, Kim, and thanks for taking time to, to, to put in a Flipgrid response. But it's totally clear to me that the kids in Kim's class have a growth mindset. I love how she talks about their resilience, how it makes them better people. And I love how she acknowledged that her own growth journey with the students along the way. It's so cool that they're growing together. And, and I love that she talks about like 
all students really are different. Heck, all people are different. And it seems like she did a great job creating and providing some different pathways, giving them some choice for students to learn. Um, and that will keep the students engaged. So some different choices, some fun choices, and it will keep students wanting to learn. So again, thanks, Kim, for being a champion for your students. Um, and also, I, I think this connects probably, I have a strong feeling, Kim, that you are also a champion of relationship building because there's no other way you could make this happen. For sure she is. Very true. All right, it's time to ask the question, what's in the toolkit? Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. What's in the toolkit? What, what is in the toolkit? Uh, what's in the toolkit? Check it out. For our toolkit today, we're going to listen to another clip from Chartresa. She calls out a variety of tools that she has added to her toolkit this year to improve teaching and learning in her classroom. So instead of us adding tools, let's listen to Chartresa and see what she has to add to the toolbox from her experience this year. I am definitely not a digital native. And I tell everyone, even my students. So I feel like they were so proud of me for all of the tech that I did try and use this year, because again, that is one of my points of vulnerability where I'm just very transparent that again, I am not a digital native by any stretch of the imagination. And so just exploring Zoom itself with the whiteboard features, with the annotation features, with the virtual backgrounds, even all the reactions, I definitely enjoyed being able to make that part of our daily class and, and just injecting a little bit of fun here and there using those tools on Zoom. And then also specifically infusing Edgy, which was a very helpful tool. And I was a little like, this is similar to something I know from, you know, Google Read and Write. So Edgy was definitely something as far as text, being able to text code together and see each other's text coding um, marks. I was That was definitely one of the things that I wanted to try, as well as the classroom screen feature. Because again, with the connectors and all of the questions for you know, building community, those community circles, it was kind of fun just to use the dice feature on there so that it would pick the question for us to take that bit of pressure off of what question do we want to answer? And again, just infusing a little bit of fun into what our daily activities would be. So yeah, definitely loved all of the tech tools that I learned this year. And again, just being vulnerable and transparent with my students that I'm a lifelong learner as well, that they taught me a lot about technology this year. So I love this quote, and it really shows that Chartresa has truly embodied a lead learner stance for and with her students. Go Chartresa! Uh -huh. And as a lead learner, she was able to model for her students that even if they don't know the answer together, we can figure it out. And I think that is a huge motto for the year. Absolutely. And I know this is our toolkit and she offered some great tools, but I think the greatest tool in anybody's toolkit is that growth mindset. I absolutely love that she was vulnerable with her students and open to them seeing her model, her own growth mind mindset and taking those risks and celebrating her learning. It's when we let students see that we don't know everything either, it helps create that culture that learning involves risk, that it's messy and oftentimes involves failures along the way. But eventually that's what leads us to experience success and success gives us a lot of joy. So that's cool. Great role model. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, it's time. It's time for that one thing. It's time for that one thing. One thing. One thing. 
For one thing today, though, we're going to do it a little different. So let's play another clip from Kim Boyer. She does a really nice job of summing up some takeaways from this past school year. By keeping them engaged, by giving them that immediate feedback and giving them that joy, learning never stopped. There hasn't been any learning loss in here. They've learned a ton. And that joy is going to ultimately bring them success. Just stay positive, keep those kids engaged, keep the joy coming, and remember your why. Um, And if you can remember your why and push through all of those challenges and do what you need to do and keep putting those kids first, uh, they're going to benefit and you're going to benefit as well. Keep smiling and welcome to the end of the 2020-21 school year. There's a ton packed in that that short little clip there, Um, but what really stood out to me was There hasn't been any learning loss in here. They've learned a ton. There's been so much focus on negative and deficit deficits and learning loss and things. I'm so excited that there's a positive forward thinking attitude in this classroom because the focus on staying positive, joyous and engaged clearly played a role in that continued learning that was happening in Kim's class. So great. It is a great way. I love your last line. Just keep smiling and welcome to the end, (laughs) (laughs) but also to a new beginning. So I'm going to veer off course a little today because I want to take a moment to just say farewell to our beloved Pam. Not totally farewell because I'm still going to see her in the kitchen. (laughs) Yeah, well, you get the benefit of Or in the living room or on the deck. (laughs) (laughs) So this episode will be Pam's last as a host, although I know I'm hoping that she'll be back as a special guest. So she's taking her own advice and creating some much needed time in her busy schedule for self-care. So Pam, I've learned so much from you and I've truly enjoyed getting to know you. You are a very, very special person. You're so insightful, incredibly kind, and you've made a huge difference in my life and I know you have an impact on numerous others and now I think we're like over a hundred thousand downloads and things of thousands of people that you've impacted so thank you my friend oh wow that means so much um gosh you know talk about loss I feel a little bit a moment of loss here but at the same time wow what a journey this has been to be a part of celebrating teachers amplifying amplifying teachers voices especially during this you know storm but we've learned so much and I feel like there's been so much sailing that we've had a chance to see and celebrate and I really appreciate that opportunity to learn with and from colleagues all over the nation and even outside of the nation, Rena, your brother, and certainly from you, Rena, and Paul. Um, thanks for letting me be on this journey with you. Well, I think we need to have a big cheer from Pam, Rena. <laughs> no, thanks, Pam, for being an important part of the podcast this last year. Uh, you know how much I value your insights, and I uh, really thank you for sharing those with our listeners. I will probably be taking some of those insights and still relaying them on the podcast because I get to learn from you every day. So thanks for what you've contributed and and, uh, we wish you the very best. You are definitely Pam-tastic. You guys are sweet and kind. Thanks for listening to Tech Talk for Teachers. We invite you to visit us at avidopenaccess.org where you can explore tech tips, grab-and-go lessons, templates, and videos that will help bring remote learning to life. We want to hear from you, so let's continue the conversation. 
Join us for the first and third Tuesday of the month at 7.30 p.m. Central for a live chat on Twitter, where we will facilitate conversations related to remote, face-to-face, and blended learning. Look for hashtag Tech Talk for Teachers. We will discuss your responses on future podcasts. We'll be back here next Wednesday for a fresh episode of Tech Talk for Teachers. And remember, go forth and be awesome. Thanks for all you do. You make a difference.